Welcome, everyone, to the Mile High Champions League Weekly Podcast. I am your host, the Commish, and with me, as always, are two men who believe the best Christmas movie out there is Die Hard. No, not Die Hard 1. Die Hard 4, the one that takes place during the 4th of July. The Griffman and Big Nolski. And most importantly tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest with us. The winner, the Mile High Champion himself, Mr. Larson Larson, because he has no first name. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to be here. A little nervous. <laughs> Don't I, worry. You should we're mostly be nervous that you think Kevin Smith wasn't good in the fourth Die Hard. Um, I didn't say he wasn't. I actually think he deserved a, a not just a, a <laughs> that one of the movie awards things. What are those called? The Oscars? Razzie. Like wait, wait, wait. Yeah. The Razzies? <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of those. Hey, if you guys ever saw Die Hard 5, you wouldn't be making fun of Die Hard 4. Oh, I no. I saw Die it. Hard 5. It, yeah. Wow. They should have stopped at 4. Yeah. I actually like Die Hard 4. It's Die I like Die Hard 4, too, but... No, yeah, Christmas part. Yeah, it was a joke. Anyways, <laughs> um, so go out and watch your favorite Die Hard folks for Christmas because tis the season. All right, we are going to. This is going to be an unorthodox episode because it is the last one of the 2019 season. So we're going to go a little bit off, a little bit off our normal schedule of what we do here on the podcast. But I really want to focus on a couple things. I want to celebrate. Matt Larson, and I want to celebrate Noel because they made it to the final playoff game. They had a tremendous battle, and Larson came out on top. So I want to celebrate Mr. Larson tonight. And I also just want to have fun with these uh, other three gentlemen tonight, and let's talk football. The first thing we're going to do, Noel, if you don't mind, actually, before we get into your um, segment, I would like to do Dermot Mulroney versus Dylan yes. McDermott and include Mr. Larson on this one. So... Um, Tis the season. We are recording this on December what is today? No. the 18th. Yes. <laughs> yes, Ben. Yes. Because this movie, I'm sure you've seen it probably <laughs> times because it did come out last year on the Hallmark Channel. Like, who hasn't seen it? The movie is called The Christmas Train. And what I, like to do, I know. <laughs> Bear with me. So what I'd like to do is I'm going to start with Mr. Larson first. He is our champion. I'll go to Noel and then Ben. So the question is, who starred in this movie, or at least who was present during the filming of this movie? Was it Dylan McDermott or Dermot Milroney? Larson, you first. Got a 50-50 shot. That's uh, right. We're going Dylan McDermott. Noel? I'm also going with Dylan McDermott. And Ben. Oh, this one is Dermot Maroney. I have a pretty <laughs> solid feeling about it. <laughs> I don't know what, Ben, your obsession with Dermot Maroney is evident. <laughs> because He's a Hallmark got, actor. You got it like right. 100%. Dermot Maroney was the, not just starring in this, he was the lead actor, the <laughs> star. He got number one billing in the Christmas train. So congratulations, Ben. <laughs> Not only did you get this week right, but you won overall. And in exchange for your <laughs> glorious victory, you get nothing. So congratulations, Ben. Well, I know you wanted your victory. Sorry to Nolan Larson for your um, loss there, but hey, Dang. you're not you're not really losers because you made it to the, the final championship game. So thank you for playing my stupid little game, Noel. Please go on to your game. Okay. So as Mike said, we're doing a bit unorthodox stuff here. And we're doing a game called Fantasy Football Coach, or just Fantasy Coach Football, whatever. 
and we're going to go... We're, we're, we're workshopping the title. That's right. Always. We're going to go through the current coaching vacancies as well as the likely coaching vacancies in the NFL. And, gentlemen, if there is someone that you would like to be... Well, a spot you'd like to be vacant by a certain coach, feel free to add that as well. And you Vance can say Joseph. Oh, who you think will be coach and or who you think or who you'd like to be the coach, whether it's because you think they do a good job or because you think it would be hilarious because it would be so terrible. So, gentlemen, who wants to go first? I think our champion should go first. Indeed. Guest of honor. And, okay. uh, Larson, okay. is there a team of the – like? Actually, I'll, I'll just go through it here. Um, in no particular order, it's the Washington Skins, the Carolina Panthers – those are the two for sure. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who fired their team president today, and the Cowboys, who will most likely be not, not be retaining Jerry Jones. And wait, you mean um, sorry, not Jerry Jones? Yes. Thank you, <laughs> Jason. Got... Oh my God, that day will be glorious. <laughs> that will be fantastic. Then it'll be Stephen Jones. Um, the Atlanta Falcons. The Cleveland Browns, although Freddie Kitchens looks to be safe, and I don't know how he still has a job, Pat Shermer of the New York Giants. Hmm. Man. That's on the spot immediately. <laughs> um, Those are a lot of shitty teams right there. I know. I was even – I thought you'd throw the kind of the Jets out there. <laughs> no, apparently Adam Gase is safe. If you want the safe? Jets, that's fine. <laughs> Surprised he's safe. Yeah, they are five and nine. That is, um, <laughs> that shouldn't be safe. Um, like to see. I like the talent on the Redskins. To get a good coach in there, I don't know. Let's see who would. Uh... That's always a good question with the Skins because. They have a hard time getting coaches because the organization is so bad. It's so bad, yeah. And Snyder is such a kind of meddler that a lot of coaches... And also... It's... See, I thought you were going to say piece of shit. But... Uh, a lot of their head coaches are not really working in the NFL anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been ruined. In there, though. <laughs> well, yeah, here, Mike here's, Shanahan, here's a side question. Will Coughlin ever be an NFL head coach again? True. That's a good question. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say He's no. Up there. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of his age, like there seems to be yeah. a trend in the NFL towards younger coaches, like uh, Sean McVay. Um, God, who's the other one with? Um, shit. Noel, help me. Um, well, there's Zach Taylor with the Bengals, who's even younger. Oh yeah, and Matt Nagy, right? No, he's fairly young, isn't he? No, I'm thinking of the forty the forty niners coach. Kyle Shanahan. Thank you. Uh he's young ish. I mean he's not as young as Sean McVay, but nobody's young as Sean McVay. I so to answer your question more succinctly, yes, I think Coughlin's time is done. I think the Giants were wise to get rid of him and I don't know why he got picked it up again. It should be noted that uh Coughlin uh recently the Jaguars lost a grievance to but from the NFLPA on behalf of Leonard Fournette where the organization fined him $90,000 for sitting on the sitting bench <laughs> when he wasn't playing in the game. Whereas $99,000, I thought. Eh, close enough, Ben. 
thousand dollars. <laughs> might as well just round it up to the even hundred k. Right. <laughs> so yes, he's uh, he was kind of thought to be out of touch when he was uh, hired by the Giants. So now it's like, uh, yeah, if you're finding players for sitting on the bench while they're not playing, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, huh. that's really stupid, in my opinion. Like, why would you find somebody? more than the average American household makes in a year for sitting down. That makes no sense to me. But then again, um, because Roger Goodell is Michael. kind of a, yeah, <laughs> he was like, I know what I'm doing, derp. So, yeah. Um, wow. So, uh, Larson, to wrap up your question, you, you want to <laughs> say you want to say the Redskins need a new coach. And at three and six, I don't disagree with you. Well, they already fired Gruden. So they already fired him. Yeah, yeah. their interim is Bill Callahan. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's how great things are going there. In the I haven't DC been following. If you haven't, you have noticed. I haven't been following the Redskins at all this season. <laughs> I haven't had. I haven't had or wanted. No, that's not true. Excuse Their fans me. really haven't been following. Them. All right, well, that's probably a good reason for that. Following so, who? <laughs> you know, the Redskins, the most racist <laughs> team in the NFL. The um, I did have Adrian Peterson on my bench for a hot second, and then I dropped him. So it's not entirely true that I didn't follow the Redskins this season, but. Yeah, and by the way, Josh, if you're listening, I apologize. I'm sorry for your Redskins. Josh, being from Maryland, is a Redskins fan, so yeah, rough. I mean, not that we have any room to talk. I mean, the Denver Broncos are five and nine ourselves, so we're not doing fantastic, but um, nevertheless, or at least we're not the uh, we're not the Redskins. So, all right, can I always say that? It's all true. Right. Uh, ben, who would you like to take next? So the game is simply who needs a coach the most? Not even who needs it the most. It's a team where, like, what coach you think will be hired, what coach you think should be hired, and or, and, or what coach you want to be hired simply to laugh for the Scheudenfraud factor. Scheudenfraud. Indeed. Oh, well, this is, is going to be a dicey one for me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible with... With uh, with head coaches that I don't really give a shit about. <laughs> I have a specific uh, one in mind for you, Michael. So just you wait. Oh Jeez. yeah, no problem. What's 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 going on with the Bengals? Uh, they're terrible. They've got well, perhaps yeah. the worst owner in the NFL, which is saying something. And uh, but th- their coach is apparently safe, and they're going to probably try and ditch Dalton next year, possibly franchise AJ Green. And maybe draft uh, that what's the guy who won the is it Joe Burrow the guy who won the Heisman? All right, the running back. I believe he's a quarterback from LSU. Quarterback Reggie Bush. That too. <laughs> Come out of retirement, Reggie. What? In fact, he's not even a Heisman winner anymore. They took it away from him. Oh, that's true. That sucks for him. Yeah, his life has been terrible since then. It was it was Joe Burrow was the 2019 uh, Heisman Trophy winner quarterback from LSU. Ben, I'm going to give you. Well, I was going to say, oh, oh, what about uh, what about Chip Kelly coming back to the NFL? That would be fun just to laugh at. That sure would. <laughs> I like that pick, especially because Ben, the team I was just about to give you is the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, oh shit! God. Chip so, Kelly. Like, who would... Chip Kelly of the Cowboys. (laughs) Considering he like weaseled his way into control of the personnel of the Eagles when he was there, could you imagine the weird infighting that would happen with him and Jerry Jones? Like, yeah, I'll take all your staff and all these players, and then I'll just like (laughs) 
I'll bench this guy, and there'll be reports coming out that coaching staff hates this guy. Oh no. Right. Well, that's what I'm going to go with, and I want to. I want John Gruden to keep his job so I can laugh at him. Yeah, he's well, done really well. I, no, more, more, more so. I want to laugh at the whole situation. Like, I don't know. I, I don't laugh at him so much because he got paid like to do at the haircut. whatever the hell he wanted to. What? You're laughing at the haircut, and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Mark Davis, the greatest haircut in the league. <laughs> in the world. In the world. He drives hours know. to Chino, California to get that haircut, Ben. Why doesn't he just uh, fly a helicopter uh, or something? Dude's worth so much money. a weird family. Indeed. So that's the <laughs> – I like – I'm with you, though, Ben. That's just – it's a strange kind of weird sideshow, plus – then being in Las Vegas next year with a yeah. organization that they had to receive special permission from the NFL to overrun, uh, sorry, to override the debt limit that they've gotten into building that new stadium. Yeah. Okay, Mike, this is yeah. why I say... I saw the, oh, I was just in Vegas recently. I, small anecdote. I was in Vegas recently. I saw the thing being built. It, it, it looks like Darth Vader, which is kind of cool, but at the same time... It looks like Vegas, like which is fine, but it doesn't remind me of the NFL. It reminds me of like you know what people think Rich looks like. Blow yeah. and hookers. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of stadium anecdotes, Larson, have you heard the story that uh, Brandon told about when he was out at the 49ers stadium that was being built that involved Colin Kaepernick, a rental car, and I believe a structural beam? I don't think so. <laughs> so, Brandon told me this when I was visiting years and years ago that he was on the stadium build site and Kaepernick had parked his rented car too close to the construction area and some sort of structural thing that crushed the car fell on it. Oh and my yes. God. <laughs> I wasn't curious. Wow. I was just curious if maybe the uh, engineers in our league had exchanged. Anecdotes about. I had had not heard that. Well, there's that's a story kind of amazing. from like I think it's from like 2012, so that's a while back. Uh, <laughs> let me not play that days. far. All right, that's kind of crazy. All right, I'm ready. Your team is the Carolina Panthers, who recently fired long tenured coach Ron Rivera, and yeah. new owner wants to put his, who's a hedge fund guy, guru, if you will, wants to put his stamp on it by bringing the modernity of analytics together with football, which is something that Ron Rivera reportedly did not want to do. Wait, can, mm. I, can, I, can I interrupt really quick? And, and just take a quick, quick straw poll. Uh, do you guys agree with that decision or disagree? I don't think we need to go into details, but just a quick yes or no. I disagree. Yeah, I, he, had a, he was a tough situation. <laughs> I agree. Like, Here's what I think happened. Short, short, short long answer, Ben. I think okay. he was given this, like, hey, we want to use analytics. Are you on board? And Rivera said no. And he's like, cool, let's make this split now. Give you a chance to you know, have some time off. Kind of right. forge a career going forward and also give them a chance to kind of give Tepper a chance to do what he wants to do, which is his prerogative as an owner. Well, I, I think it's I, – I, I would say – I would agree with Michael just and saying short answer no, but longer answer is no because uh, – it's it's a big gamble. They could actually pay off, um, but it, you know, it, and they they would have been competitive for the next five years with Rivera. But um, 
you know, they want to win. And I, I totally get that. Um, so I see merits, but I, ultimately I say, I think they're, I think they're going to be in trouble. I actually agree with you there. I, I just, I think the decision's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rivera will get picked up somewhere. Yes. Yes. For, yeah, for, sure, for sure. sure. So Mike, who do you think should slash will get hired? But who do you think would be the hilariously bad in this situation? It's uh, a good question. If I can take us down a rabbit hole real quick. I yes. remember the guy I meant to say, um, not just, I mean, Matt Nagy's somewhat old. Um, but what I meant to say was Matt LaFleur, um, <laughs> who was the uh, coach of the Green Day Packers. Was, Noel, he is six days younger than you. So wow. there is something about youth in our league. Um, the, our league, the NFL, oh, um, and he's eleven and three in his career. So as a head coach, so something to be said about that. Um, on to your question, the Carolina Panthers. I think um, should hire Dante Culpepper. <laughs> Son of a bitch, man! You motherfucker. See, fortunately, all of us have been in the league long enough to know my hatred of Dante Culpepper. I had him the very first year of our fucking league, and dear God, he did shit. great. Yeah, he did really well for the other teams. <laughs> Do you want the ball? Here. <laughs> Interception. Um, at any rate, um, I want to say uh, this is my – I would love to see – There's two. I have two answers for you, Noel, to answer your question. I would love to see Nick Saban back in the NFL. Oh, I would shit. love to see how he would do with another kind of quote-unquote SEC-type team being the Carolina Panthers and see how he could translate those amazing college skills, I mean somewhat tempered this year, into the NFL. My other answer for you is not Urban Meyer, but Carl Urban. I would love to see Judge Dredd <laughs> – it took me a second. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so Carl Urban, for those of you, please Google it. He is K-A-R-L Urban. He's awesome. He is amazing. He has defended Rohan. He has judged people in Mega City One. Um, he was in a movie called Pathfinder, apparently in 2007. I mean, this dude, he was in Star Jim, Trek. Was, he was McCoy in the Star yeah. Trek movies. That's right. He was Bones. I mean, this dude is just unbelievable. So if you translate, oh, and he was also in Thor Ragnarok. I mean, come on, guys. You <laughs> you take that level of badassery and bring it over to the NFL. You're seventeen and zero, and you're like, well, how did he get another win? It's like, well, he's fucking Carl Urban. That's how he got that seventeenth win. So yes, legit answer, Nick Saban. More legit answer, arguably. Carl Urban. <laughs> what, about, what about Mike Krasinski? Who's Mike Krasinski? <laughs> that was the Duke coach. I was kidding. Oh, Krasinski? Oh. <laughs> I was like, you mean John Krasinski <laughs> from The Office? Oh, what was I saying? Yeah, yeah. John Krasinski. No. I got two names confused, so just retract that. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not going to edit that out. You know I that. know that. I'm not I'm um, saying I'm retracting okay. from my brain. One last question for everybody because I've been asking people about this today. Who is more likely to be, or who will become a head coach? Or sorry, try this again. Who is more likely to become a head coach again in the NFL? Jeff Fisher or Rex oh, Ryan? God. Oh, oh God! God. <laughs> wow. Why don't we go? Let's answer this in a, in order. Larson, Ben, myself. 
Uh, a head coach? Yes. Not even just on a staff. A head coach of an NFL coach. Precursor, when was the last time there were head coaches? Uh, The Rex Ryan was more recent, right? I believe less recent. I think he was fired a year before. Oh, no, you're right. He was in Buffalo. That's right. About the same time. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rex Ryan. I'm sorry. My keyboard's really loud. I forget about that. Oh my uh, god, he was head coach. So no, Fisher was two thousand sixteen. Yep. Wow. Yeah, he. Uh, they. They all thought that maybe Jared Goff was lost cause, and then they fired Jeff Fisher, hired Sean McVay, and within what two years were in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Shit. Say something. You guys are both two thousand sixteen. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. I'd have to go Rex Ryan just because. Jeff Fisher's probably the most boring coach on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to go? If you want to go? Yeah, eight and eight. <laughs> Seven and six and July, ten every year. July 9th is Jeff Fisher Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Why? Because it's seven and nine? Yep. <laughs> All right, that's pretty Even funny. July year than the next. That's right. <laughs> All right, Ben. Who? All right. Uh, th- okay, so I'm gonna uh, say agree with Rex Ryan, but that's like 002 percent to 001 percent. <laughs> <So, laughs> just to clarify. Yes. And you, Michael? Uh, I'm going to say Jeff Fisher, and there's only one reason why. Rex Ryan is now um, commentating commenting on football games, and you get paid stupid amounts of money to do that. So I don't think he would give up that job. Whereas Jeff Fisher, I'm pretty sure just checked me out of Costco the other day. So I bet <laughs> that he would want to get in back into the NFL. He's a terrible coach, but I mean, how hey, bad he's aggressively mediocre. <laughs> he's exactly. like, yeah, like, right. He's, um, Hmm. I don't know the best way to put this. He's Jeff Fisher. He's Jeff Fisher. He is um, he's the Poland of the European Whoa. Union in the NFL. That's mean to Poland. <laughs> I'm sorry, Poland. I didn't mean that, Poland. You're good. You're is good. It too you're soon? Not, you're not Jeff Fisher bad. So, um, yeah. I have to say Jeff Fisher because he's more desperate than Rex Ryan. Not that he's better. Rex Ryan is, I think, clearly a better coach. I don't think anybody likes <laughs> Jeff Fisher, but I don't know. That's, that's my humble, humble opinion. If I could jump in here for one second and no. uh, give an opinion on my own segment, I actually, I think it's a, it's a, obviously a long shot to happen, but I think somewhere down in whatever is left of Jerry Jones' brain, he wants to get a coach that will fire up the players and is an old-school throwback kind of a guy. So I think it's not completely impossible that Jerry Jones, for whatever reason, hires Jeff Fisher. And mm. that's also my Scheudenfrude thing, because Jeff Fisher is really good at basically firing his players up to play dirty and then playing no offense. Yeah, football. All right. All right. Just for clarification, they both have almost exactly a 500 record. So. <laughs> Aggressively mediocre, Ben. Aggressively. All right. Exactly. But Rex Ryan is better in the postseason, but he has much fewer postseason games. So. <laughs> he sure does. And he's got the butt fumble. <laughs> That's true. Butt fumble. Uh, wait, yeah, what, okay. Butt fumble. Right, time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. 
I, I want to go on to our next segment. I want to actually analyze our championship game, but <laughs> what is Mark Sanchez doing these days? He's uh, dead. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I don't know, hopefully not having sex with high school girls. Uh, oh, my well, God. What? <laughs> is that a thing? Is that what he did? Uh, uh, Are you thinking of Matt Leinart? No, he, apparently he did that. I don't know if high school, but definitely like, you know, teenage. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Dude. Why? Come on. Oh, dude. Okay. Well, um, yeah. For those of you listening out there, be mindful of the We're age sorry. 18. <laughs> We're sorry. Um, okay. Anyways, let's hop on to the uh, final game. Let's, let's, let's move on it. to some actual fantasy football here. So we have, interestingly enough, our two um, our runner-up. And our champion on the podcast this week. That's never happened before. So what I would like to do, I think this will be fun. Noel, I want you to analyze Larson's team. And Larson, if you would, please analyze Noel's team. And we'll all wrap up on our thoughts on the game. So, Noel, why don't you kick it off? You got it. First off, obviously, congratulations, Larson. Uh, and Lamar Jackson... Just never seemed to slow down. Like, what, five <laughs> touchdown passes in the first game against the uh, goddamn Dolphins? I don't want to say he was your MVP on the season, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah he he did it every way he could, and that's mm-hmm. just phenomenal. Like, five touchdown passes and three rushing touchdowns next game. And what, he got, like, I think multiple games where he got close to 200 yards passing and nearly 200 yards rushing. Incredible. I don't know if you guys saw this. He actually with two games to go in the season, surpassed Michael Vick's uh, season or single-season rushing record as a quarterback. Over 1,000 yards from a quarterback. Tom Brady does not have anywhere near that for his career. So, (laughs) yeah, incredible. And then it goes to where, Larson, you just had so many problems with this this year where your running backs either got hurt or we're holding out, or we're also Melvin Gordon, who was like, is he going to come back? Is he going to do something? Maybe. Hey, he kind of did. And they got me 13 points in the championship game. Great job, yes. Melvin Gordon. But this is where it gets down to just the great moves you made when your team just was well suffering from some bad luck. A.J. Brown, who I don't really know anything else about him other than he plays wide receiver for Tennessee, has flourished with... Ryan Tannehill throwing him the football. 39 points against a Houston defense, which isn't bad. 37 points from Tyler Higbee, who up until maybe through two, three weeks ago was had been hurt for a while. His projected uh, points was 15.5, so that's, that's pretty good there. And then, <laughs> again, a down week from Alvin Kamara with only 22 points. Like, what the, what's going on here? D.D. Westbrook was, I think, your lone kind of just what-the-hell-happened player with five points. Steelers defense, great start. Even though they lost, Buffalo wasn't going to do a whole <laughs> lot to them. 20 points. And then kickers and punters were actually huge. 11 for Robbie Gould in a loss to Atlanta. And 10 from Sam Martin, also in a loss. But that's kind of be expected from the Detroit Lions, who... We're not in our list because they are actually keeping their head coach. So, Larson, that was just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you got hot at the right point in the season, and you also managed to keep your roster humming even when it was just – I'm looking at your – So hot. 
James Conner, like, he's been in and out, 19 points. Look at your bench. D.B. Samuel, who had been great, but had a down week, seven points. DeAndre Washington, you're kind of have you're going for some guys you're hoping are going to do stuff, and uh, didn't. But you're forced to do that because you just is it. Mike, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I feel like it's been at least two seasons in a row where Larson's been one of the more snake bit as far as whether it be weird off the field stuff or injuries that happen to his star players. I would say yes. It's been in the last five years um, where something has happened where you're just like, oh, dude, that sucks, Larson. Like, I'll never forget the one season that we had where we, this is, I think, the first or second time we went over to an auction draft system. Oh, And yes. uh, Larson, you know what I'm talking about. Larson, yeah. you couldn't make it to the draft, so the computer auto draft is like, hmm. What does what does this team need? How about three top tier running backs and nobody else? So you have like Adrian. This is when Adrian Peterson was his prime. Like Adrian Peterson, uh, Maurice Jones, Drew, right. and Arian <laughs> Foster. I think and it was just like okay, yeah, you have them, cool. and then Matt Ryan's backup. Like you had <laughs> nobody else on your team besides those those guys. So you have. Not been in the fantasy gods' favor, to be sure, for the last couple of years. And you have fought valiantly since then, and clearly it has paid off. So I think now the fantasy gods smile upon you. About to have time. Yeah, yeah right. it was Yeah, fun ending of the season, for sure. Got a little uh, – I had to get creative. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to point out uh, more specifically um, – you auto-drafted part of the first the draft, didn't you? I did, yeah. Or else I would not have had. Yeah, I think, had but I think you made by far more moves than anyone else, which just shows you, you know, I mean, the, the fantasy is a very odd combination of luck and perseverance and luck. Yeah. Luck and perseverance and luck, indeed. I think Gordon, Kamara, and Connor are the only guys I drafted. <laughs> that was left on my roster. <laughs> uh, wow, Gordon was useless most half the season. Well, at least Jackson Jackson did really well for you. That's that's a pretty good pickup. Good job, computer. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> oh no, no, I hang on I, a second. I think I hang on a second before the Parker Rams added Lamar Jackson from free agency. You did uh, not draft him, nor did the computer. The you picked up the number one quarterback. <laughs> Off of the fucking waiver wire. Way to go, Matt. That terrible. That pick alone. That pick alone deserves a championship. So yeah, draft him, and they nobody drafted him. So I draft. So I picked him up. It's like what are you doing on the bench? Well, I guarantee you, he's gonna go for like forty bucks next year. So good eye, Matt. Especially someone Yeah, which I'm probably not gonna pay for him. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, don't do that. Running quarterbacks, you never know. Okay. Uh, Noel, is there any other things you'd like to say about the Deer Parker Rams? Oh, no, no, no. Just congratulations again. And, yeah, well-deserved because it was, it, was, it was just nice. Like, oh, look, his players are hurt, and he's still in the playoffs. Oh, and he's, he's going to win. Yes, indeed. Noel, I have to – time out. Uh, Larson, I would like to have you analyze Noel's team real quick and to offer your thoughts. But mm-hmm. if we may take a quick breather here. Noel, I want to um, applaud your magnanimous behavior in loss because you've always been um, a very kind, 
winner and a very kind loser. You've never thrown wins in people's faces, nor have you been a sore loser. So even though you were the champion last year and number two this year, certainly um, success smiles upon you. But nevertheless, there's a there's a thing about being successful that's you can't just do it and not have the kind of grace that you have, at least in the way that I view um, success. So I, I think that you really are um, – you really are something special to our league, and I really appreciate the way that you've you've analyzed everything here and looked at Larson's team, not just tonight, but um, have viewed everything from a um, very humble perspective. So thank you very much for that. Although I still take it out at Ben, so there's that. Well, he fucking deserved it. <laughs> Did you see him? I mean, look at that. Look at that guy. I mean, what the fuck? German Santa there. You should not, Ben. Wherever you're standing, stop it. Right now, I'm standing. I'm standing there. I'm not standing. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Larson, if you would please um, take a look at Noel's team and offer your insights. Yeah, um, they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Thank you for listening, everyone. <laughs> um. Yeah, I gotta say, I think luck helped me out a little bit this week. Um, not Andrew Luck, for the record. No. 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 <laughs> I don't know what he's doing these days either. Um, <laughs> Architecting. <laughs> Seriously? But, I don't know. That's what he majored in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, go ahead. Yeah, no, looking at uh, Noel's team, I mean, yeah, it's hard to, you know, pick pick much apart. But, again, luck kind of played a part. Um, Kyler, you know, did his um, kind of meet projections that his – Usual, kind of thought he might do a little more against Cleveland, but uh, kind of there. And where I got a little lucky here with Devlin Cook, which I'm not mistaken, got injured during the game. He did, but um, you know, again, fantasy. Yeah, that's part of the game. Uh, so yeah, that kind of <laughs> gave me a big boost at losing a uh, kind of losing your basically the number two running back in the league. Um, and then Landry, just I don't know what happened to him. Um, Pulled a practically a, almost a goose on you. He browned against, if you will. Yeah, against Arizona of all teams. Um, <laughs> Whose defense is coached by Vance Joseph? Son of a bitch. <laughs> Yay! There you go. Um, yeah, and then you got you know a couple of your studs kind of pulled in Darren Waller, which talk about a good pickup, and that guy. Uh, yeah, really finished out strong. Um, Aaron Jones probably could have done a little bit better, but yeah, still got you there. A couple touchdowns, a little short on yardage, but did okay. Kenyon Drake, which I don't know where uh, his talent came from all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Four touchdowns and 137 yards, just like, yeah. Needed a little uh, new coach, apparently. But yeah, so he had me. Uh, he had me a little nervous <laughs> after watching him uh, get up there. And then yeah, Saints defense kind of match projections. Um, too much there. And then yeah, just again kickers and punters. You just never Indeed. know what you're gonna get. <laughs> with 42 points, Tucker somehow ends up with only three. I don't know how. Um, he missed an extra point. <laughs> such a big yeah. But then I think they went it for a two point conversion they for did. whatever reason at one point. Um, so that just kind of sucks. And then, yeah, same with punter again, three points, just 
it's a crapshoot with those guys. But um, yeah, and then I definitely don't blame you for where you started. Unfortunately, when you see Keenan Allen rack up 28 <laughs> on the bench, kind of stinks, but I would have made the same decision as you. <laughs> but yeah, your bench did well. So, I mean, you had, a, you had a good team. Kind of an unfortunate, you know, feeling kind of fell off the end there of the season. And Keenan Allen, too, just wasn't really pulling his weight. But I'm honestly surprised he stayed healthy, like almost the yeah. whole season, because that's not usually his thing. <laughs> yeah, to actually make it through the 16 games. Right. Well, you, you never know who Phyllis is going to spread it out to. <laughs> that's true. Or if he's going to spread it out at all. <laughs> but yeah, it was a. Uh, it was a tough game. It was fun. So, for sure. Um, it was uh, entertaining. And, yeah. I was going Glad to, to text to you, you on Sunday night, but I was like, I I probably can't win, but I don't even want to jinx it at this point. Like, I don't think uh, Jacoby Brissett was going to somehow throw like eight pick sixes, but, you know. <laughs> Kamara had me a little nervous. He's just playing like crap lately. So just... Well, especially with that game because they were going for the record for career touchdown passes for Breeze. So it was like, they'll use him, but they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, which they did. Yep. Yeah, Kamara's sucking rocks lately. I don't know what it is. (laughs) And you can't bench him. You just can't. It's true. Against the rules. Mm -hmm. So You got to roll with that kind of a player. Man, yeah, that's fun. Yep. For sure. Okay. Well, uh, thank you, Matt. That was uh, that was nice. That was, you did a good job for your first review. Thank you very much. I think that was fantastic. Um, so I think we, um, gentlemen, we have talked about quite a lot tonight. We have talked about Die Hard. We have talked about the the other incredible Die Hard, Dylan, Mer- yeah, Dylan, Dylan McDermott, or Derm- which one was it? Dermot hey, Maroney? Just for the record, Mike, did I miss any of those? Uh, you missed shit. I'd have to go back and listen. Um, oh, well, they, I think there was it. one week where you both missed it, but other than that, I thought your, it was where we both got it. You, your love of Dylan McDermott is just so <laughs> overwhelming that you're you're. Wait, I thought it was Dermot Mulroney just, is who he loves. Oh, that's right, Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> your love of Dermot They're Mulroney. They're the same person. That's the problem. So incredible. Which, by the way, going back to one of the uh, one of the questions. That LA to Vegas, when you see the, those two back to back, you're like, shit, I get it now. <laughs> yep, I get it. They're the same fucking guy. They've cloned <laughs> him, and this guy's this guy. Anyway, um, and it, so I'm way off topic here. Um, I have a couple last parting shots. I want I want to do oh, one also, last Mike, little segment. Yeah, please. I would like to congratulate you on winning the consolation bracket because yeah. it's a weird bracket. <laughs> plus, you know, you're sticking with it. And you know it's it's all about that stick it till the end. Like even if your team is not being cool to you and the fantasy gods aren't liking you, sticking with it is uh, it's always good. Well, thank you. No, I, I I appreciate that. I did go on a fucking tear the last three weeks. I um I rocked it. And I mean, I won my last three games and seventh place for me. So um, I appreciate that. That's a very nice comment. I appreciate that. No, thank you. Um, I have one last segment before we sign off for the 2019 season. Gentlemen, and I'm going to start with Larson again. Uh, actually, no, Larson, I'm going to give you a break because I've been putting you on the spot a lot tonight. I'm going to start with Ben. What I would like to get 
is your final impressions on the 2019 season and then your thoughts for next year. So briefly, tell me what your thoughts were for this year, parting shots, and then what you would like to see for the 2020 season. Well, I do have a lot going through my head right now, so this is a really good question. Okay, um, nothing about Daisy Ridley and Star Wars and your weird dreams about here. I just want to hear about football. All right, now I've got nothing. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Um, pretty much at a loss. Thank you, Michael. Uh, no. So very, very bizarre season. Um, you know, highs and lows for two teams or, or four teams altogether. And I would say very, very highs for uh, Noel and Vanessa and very, very lows for, no offense, Nick and, and Grant. Um, Unfortunately. I, I do not foresee... Nick and, and Grant having a repeat of their down seasons next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, wh- how, wh- it was what two, three years ago, two years ago, where Nick won it. I mean, it, it, the things pendulum swings, you know, and never know what to expect. Um, Vanessa was a very big. Well, I mean, I, I say big surprise that she didn't win it at all. But you know, it, how often does it come down to one game? I mean, she she. Uh, Blew out Vanessa. Well, she blew out Molly for uh, the the third place seed. Um, Vanessa's had a pretty solid team uh, for a number of years. Um, you know, so it's it's hard to say. There's there's a powerhouse in this league. Um, Brandon is as always very dangerous. Very Brandon. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I think uh, I, I think um, it's going to be. Very competitive next year, uh, as it usually is. Um, you know, I think people have figured this league out, not in the sense that, you know, it, it's easy in the sense that, that you know, no, no one's an old hat. Everyone knows what they're doing. Uh, so I I, uh, I don't know who I'd pick as, as a favorite next year. I mean, I would say it depends on the draft, but as this year's shown, it does not necessarily mean – Anything, what you draft. Uh, so, uh, good luck to everyone in the off season, uh, aka getting your lives back. Uh, and uh, thanks to everyone for playing. It's been a great year. It has. I second that. All right, no, your thoughts. Uh, just not going to add too much on what Ben said because I agree with all of it. Um, yeah, it was a fun season. I'm. I know <laughs> it's easier for me to say. Uh, Losing in a title game and having a team that I'm—I don't know how. Well, I don't know how I lost once. I don't know how I didn't lose more than that. I'm surprised I beat Vanessa because her team was just that good. Really, my kind of takeaways from this season were just how well everyone did with kind of figuring out not only that. With the exception of kind of quarterback play, the if your player either got like over ten receptions to hit that bonus, it was all about those bonuses. Whether it was big plays for big yards, or just getting the ball a lot in their hands, receiving it, or having a having a running back who does basically nothing as far as running the ball but catches the ball a lot. Everyone has figured that out, as Ben said, and dialed it in. My main takeaway is just. It's been important for a few seasons, but I think this season we really saw it where if you did not have a stellar stud tight end, you probably were not having week-in, week-out success, which is 
weird when you think about it. Because, I mean, I spent 40 something dollars on Travis Kelsey last year just to try and get Josh to spend some money. And I would have been in a terrible position without having spent 40 fucking dollars, $46, <laughs> whatever it was, on Travis Kelsey. So it's like, it's just the stuff you wouldn't think you want to invest in a lot. Tight ends have mattered. There was one week my punter got me 14 points, but it's just super cool to see everyone, like even with the bad luck that, as Ben said, Grant and uh, Nick had this season, everyone was trying to play the right person at the right time, getting those right chips in place, and it's just it's super fun to play in a league like that. So uh, hope everyone enjoyed it. Hope everyone has a great uh, holiday season, Merry Christmas and all that. And thanks for joining us in the league. I appreciate it. Wonderful. Good comments, Noel. And then our champion, Larson, what would you like to say? Yeah, I mean, kind of to second and third everything Noel and Ben said. Um, yeah, I mean, this is definitely the most fun league you know, I've ever been a part of. Um, the people and, you know, you guys in the podcast, and it's just, yeah, it makes everything very, very fun and entertaining. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of it, too, is kind of like you said, there hasn't really been powerhouses, and I think, um, yeah, seeing the – I was kind of surprised to see how the, the records, how spread they were this year. I feel like they're usually a little closer. But, um, yeah, because everybody always seems competitive. There's never like a, you know, definite win opponent for sure. Um yeah, and I think one thing kind of I learned and it's fun to watch is um especially in this league is kind of the waiver wire stuff and how waivers make a big part. Um and you can turn your team around pretty quickly in this league by just, you know, getting the right waiver guys and just, I feel like everybody's using that pretty well. So it's fun to be a part of and fight for people, fight for guys off the waiver. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's the next year. Just looking forward to doing it all over again. It's a lot of fun. Wonderful. And you're well, going to Disney World. That's right, because you're a champion and you got some paper coming your way. Uh, so, um, well, thank you, Matt. I appreciate your comments there. And then my final parting shots were for this. I had a couple observations. I, I think this has been a very interesting year for the winner's circle. We only had two teams that exceeded a seven and five record, which were Noel at eleven and one, which is phenomenal. The only other team that has ever scored an eleven and one record besides the Titletown Warriors is the Titletown Warriors. So Noel, you've actually achieved something twice that is quite unbelievable, winning eleven games in a twelve game season. So congratulations there. The other one was Vanny at nine and three. The other uh, four remaining teams in the winner's circle were seven and five, which is kind of interesting in my opinion. So uh, that's my only observation on this year. I thought it was a very um, different year. It was a challenging year for a lot of reasons. To echo what Matt had said, if you can play the waiver wire well, you did well this season, and I, I completely agree with that. So um, looking forward to next year, as Kamish, I can clearly say there's a couple changes we're going to make. Number one is we're going to change the scoring system. I don't know to what yet. I think what we will do is have a, a, a kind of 
powwow about it, I guess is the best way to put it, colloquium, uh, about what we want to change and how we're going to change it. And we'll do that in the spring of next year or summer of next year and, and kind of say, okay, here's the new scoring system. What I truly believe is that we just need to take it down a bit. I mean, we had a couple games that were like, north of 250 points which in our first couple of seasons would have been like <laughs> you can't score that much in fantasy football <laughs> that's ridiculous you scored 120 so, points what's wrong with you You're you scored 100 you scored 100 points oh my god that's amazing now if you score 100 points it's like dude what the fuck happened to your team so um my best yeah, scored so that change change is coming for next season we'll also talk about positions whether or not what we want to keep and so on and so forth change the bench if we will change the flex there are coming. There's, there are changes coming for the new decade. Let's put it that way. So 2020 will be a new Mile High Champions League. What I hope is not new are the 12 players because I really enjoyed playing with all of you this season. And to, to echo something Ben had said earlier, even though Nick did not have a great season this year, he was our champion but a couple years ago. So Grant, if you're listening, for example, you did not have a great season, sure. But you could be the 2020 Mile High Champion. The it's new any, Space Force. Or, or well, you can, you know what, this is America. God damn it, you can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> so if, my, my point being is that when I, a quick history lesson. When I first signed up for fantasy football, it was 2006, and I was on Fox Sports, and I clicked on it, and it was like, oh man, I've never done fantasy. This would be a whole lot of fun. And then I joined this random league with 10 people, and I was like, I have no idea who the fuck <laughs> these people are, and if I win, like, who cares? And so I was like, instead of doing it with these random people, why don't I just create my own league where I can invite my friends and family, and we can have a, 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 a dynastic-style system where and everyone you can, can... draft Dante Culpepper. And you can fuck yourself, Noel, for bringing that up, because I hate him so much. <laughs> Dante. Oh. To be fair, Matthew Heiner, who is no longer in the league, drafted... Trent Green with his oh. first pick. <laughs> oh, Trent. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So that and that you know what? That's kind of what I what I like a lot about our fantasy football league. Which, by the way, Matt, I really appreciate your comments there about um, enjoying the the Mile High Champions League because I really want the Mile High Champions League to be something that everyone enjoys playing in because I do want this to be something that come July you're like yes next month. The Mile High Champions League starts up again, and I get to draft my team and play some fantasy football. That is very important to me as your commissioner because win or lose, and as telling before we got our podcast started tonight, just for so you can get a behind the curtains look, um, we were kind of giving Matt some pointers on on you know producing a podcast and what that's like. And I said, just Matt, my, my tip was have fun. And that's all I really want for the rest of you is to have fun in the Mile High Champions League. So for the 2020 season, we're going to change some things around to be sure, but you will know all the changes prior to drafting so you can best plan your own strategy. But what's most important for me is that this league perseveres as a bit of fun in your life that you can enjoy and count on for as long as, as we want to keep this going. My intention is to never stop the Mile High Champions League. The only way it's going to stop is when I'm gone and looking at you guys from heaven or anywhere else. We'll see how that one goes. And then um, <laughs> pass that on to Lincoln and say, all right, just let the Mile High Champions League keep going. So um, my final parting words for this podcast and for this year <coughs> is thank you. 
thank you, not just to the gentleman here on the podcast tonight, um, specifically Noel for helping me create this podcast because without his technical expertise, I couldn't make it possible. Uh, to Ben for joining us this year on the podcast and adding a whole new spice and flavor to the fun that we have producing this podcast for this week. And then Matt, again, for joining us as our league champion, which I love this tradition. I think it'd be something good to start having the champion join us for our final podcast of the year or at any time. As you, as sure. all of you know, you know that even though Noel, Ben, and I produce this podcast weekly, Every one of you are invited to join at any given week. Here, here. This, this is not CNN. This is not something that you know has to be structured and professional. This is just something fun for the twelve of us as friends and family to enjoy together. So, except Josh. Uh, Josh, you're not invited. <laughs> except for jo- wow, Ben. Jesus, Jesus. Christ. Wow. <laughs> wow. Or whoever Vanessa or Courtney or Molly happens to be that week, whatever. Courtney is Molly or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Courtney is Molly. Yeah. Wow. Ben, it's Christmas wow. time. Wow. Okay. You're never living, never living that one down. God. Yeah, you're never living that one down, you anti-Semite. Jesus, it's Christmas. Jesus. jeez. When's your next flight to Berlin, Benjamin? Take it easy. Uh, anyway. Uh, so leaving on a high note. I like to leave on a high note instead of Ben's. Um, Nazi note. Let's uh, let's say this. Thank you again. Thank you again for those of you joining me tonight on the podcast and helping me produce this. Thank you for all of you for joining. Gentlemen, three of you, is there anything else you'd like to say tonight? Rock and roll. For sure. Yes, thank you guys for doing the podcast week in and week out. It's been fun to listen to. Well, good. I am, I'm glad you enjoy it. Gentlemen, and the rest of the Mylai Champions League. Thank you again for another fantastic season, and I look forward to next season. Finally, Noel, if you would, please send us out. Yeah! <laughs> Perfect end of the season. <laughs> yeah, Go, Broncos!